a bit early, a bit early, a bit early, a bit early this week, Mike Mam, Mike Mam, a bit early this week, and um, this band features Nico on drums, and her word of the day is "I hate you." That's she not really re- it. it really isn't the word of the day. Her real word of the day is. <laughs> like this NWA kindly. S- no, that's her real word of today. Is I hate you. She really doesn't want to use as the word, but <laughs> the police is a uh, fuck. The police is her is her word of today. And we it also have not. Toby who her and we also have Toby here, and her word of the day is no. And over there we also have Karina, and your word of the day is I don't have a word of the day. I hear, and of course, uh, uh, Nico, Toby, and Karina make up the band Mao. And tomorrow night at the Niagara, the mighty Brian Salami Eyes Niagara Hotel. And boy, Nico's got some stories about that place. Eh? Speaking of Salami, eh? um, not the band <laughs> Tsunami, not the band Tsunami. Because some people get tsunami confused with salami. Anyways, playing tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night, Mike, ma'am. Tomorrow night, Mike, ma'am. That's tomorrow night at the mighty Niagara. It's going to be Mal and a record release party with the Vinaigrettes. But right now, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Please welcome Nico on drums. What are you saying? If you're not saying now, what are you saying? What are you saying? You've got a new one. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> and we have Toby as well saying no, and Karina still not knowing anything, I don't think. <laughs> and right now, ladies, please, okay, t- uh, Mao, p- uh, play the blues now. This is a song in tribute, not like Karina's doing it over there. <laughs> and, uh, this is how it goes. And we're going to do a little slower, aren't we? Yes, we're going to try. Are you guys ready? <coughs> yeah.
and you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have back in the studio today? Robin Awada. Hello. Hello, Robin. And Robin, (laughs) who have you brought with you right now? I didn't bring her. She came of her own fuel, (laughs) juice. Who are you? Firepower? Well, actually, first off, Valerie! She brought me in a small cage. (laughs) Now, who are you, Robin? And who are you, Valerie? Actually, we'll get Valerie, who is Robin? And Robin, who who is Valerie? Who is this Valerie? I only know Valera. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Valera? Who is Robin? Who is uh, Robin? Robin is Cub. And she uh, started um, out in Cub. With me on Mint Records many years ago, what, 25, 30, something along those lines. And, yep. <laughs> and then went to Ice Foomvander, and basically she does everything. <laughs> and Cup, Robin Awada, who is Valera? Valera <laughs> is the awesome <laughs> Valeria Fellini, and she's been in many, many music groups, including Cub and Mission Impostacle, among others. Oh, the Speed Queens, too. I can't leave those guys out. And she's been my dear friend for many, many, many years and just awesome. She also is very skilled in many other ways, too. <laughs> Thank you, Valera and Robin, for coming out to the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show. And right off the bat, we played something from July 11th, 1996. What did we hear? And you uncovered something for me. Well, I hope it was accurate. Maybe I'm wrong. You never know. But it sounded I, like classic Mao, didn't it? It did sound like classic Mao, and I think it was classic Mao, which was Nico, Cece, and Toby um, live on Thunderbird Radio Hell. And what track did we hear? Because I didn't understand about that track, but you said that track has a history. Well, if I if I got it correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's a song that shows up on Nico's first album, The Virginian, and it was called Miss Caroline, um, which is about Caroline Mark from The Vinaigrettes. And what do you remember, Valera, about Mao? What do you remember about Mao? Oh, well, I absolutely love them. I think they're high energy, and everybody in the band was adorable. And Nico was playing drums. Excellent drums, and looking like a gorgeous young Anne-Margaret, and um, Mm -hmm. actually had a huge crush on Toby that has never entirely disappeared. (laughs) They also mentioned the Niagara. What do you know about the Niagara? Oh, my God. How many times have we played the Niagara? I don't think Cub ever played. I think Cub was a little too nice to play the Niagara, (laughs) but my subsequent bands were not too nice to play the Niagara at all. So I guess the Speed Queens and um, the brief period of time when I was in the black market, Babies, and uh, maybe it's his liver and Black Stool and everybody else probably played there at least once. And Transvestimental. Are they still around? Is that place still open? No. Uh, I think so. Is it? Not I don't think it does gigs anymore. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's called the night. But the hotel's still there, isn't yeah. it? They don't do gigs. No. <laughs> no. 
And we are kind of talking about music today because last week, Robin, you came into CITR and you played a whole bunch of seven inches. Nard's bag, oh, seven inches. Yes, yeah. that was previously my bag, seven inches. What but you, now it's back what you gave you. to me. <laughs> yes. And we actually got some feedback from Jonathan. Yes. From Jonathan. It was a feedback from the Blaise Pascal song that we played off the Booby Trap compilation, which is awesome. Jonathan also mentioned that you worked at Zulu Records, and you didn't mention that. No, I didn't mention that. I was the manager for a little while there. Yeah, Everybody knew that. Oh. And actually, there is touches of you still left Zulu. If you look through the racks. My handwriting? Your handwriting is in the seven-inch section. There is a tiny bit. Occasionally, oh I will see some Robin handwriting. Nice. How would you describe your handwriting? How would people um, recognize it? It's very legible. Legible. That's the word for it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've always we need prided to give myself a, uh, on penmanship. We need to give a shout out to Grant from Zulu. Yeah, of what an incredible person and survivor and always so nice to me. And you also played with Cub. One of your first gigs was at Zulu. Yes. I asked Raman about that gig and you didn't remember at all about well, that gig. And shout out to Lisa Marr and Lisa G. Of yes, course. of course. But the thing that I remember, because there's a photo, is... Valera, <laughs> your your amazing hairdo that day. You had oh, yes. the braids. Woo! It was amazing, almost Cleopatra. The in-store. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Well, I was just uh, at the time working with Adam Sloan, and he had dreadlocks, and I thought, this is cool. I can do something like that. Um, and um, we worked together on... Uh, a couple of projects. Well, he he was uh, he recorded our sev seven inch Betty yeah, Cola, our first, our first seven inch, with uh, yeah. the wonderful Mechanormal um, Gene Smith. Gene Smith yeah. producing. And Adam had a very crunchy bass sound. Crunchy, yeah. crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> a bass player for Perfume Tree. And we played a whole bunch of announcements from Cub last week on CITR. And one of the announcements for Cub, one of the Cards Public Service Announcements promos, include the word crunchy. We're not yeah. quite sure why. Do you crunchy. Know what that might have been in relation to why the word crunchy would have been so significant. Crunchy. Back then? We love the. Cr I would not be surprised to think it was cereal, <laughs> <laughs> as in Captain Crunch specifically. Mm. <laughs> but part of the reason that you've come out here, Robin, aside from bringing in our bags of sandwiches, as you know. Radio. You know radio because you did a radio show for a while. Yeah. From 16. You joined CITR at 16, <laughs> hanging around Randy yes, from Mint Records. And I would come when my brother would do the overnight show on CITR called Generic Friend. Um, it was like. Which I typed in the archives and there is no record of oh, Generic Friend. No. That's awful. It was like one of the first times the radio station was 24 hours because Randy would stay up all night. I remember yeah. that actually because I once phoned you at like 3 a.m. and you picked up yeah. and another time you would wait until the sports broadcast finished well, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, poor Thunderbirds. <laughs> no, but the thing about going out and doing the show overnight was that I spent all my time getting ready for my first position at CITR, which was record librarian. So I'd be here in like the wee hours in the morning, like shelf reading and organizing the record library. Wow. I remember that. Both you and Randy <laughs> were here very late. And you, Valera, helped out with Bill Baker's show. Yeah, he had a wonderful show called Hootenanny Saturday Night that used to make me laugh so much I'd practically pee my pants. And um, when I was invited to partake, I wrote radio plays for himself and his, uh, and his co-host, Scott. And um, you had an intro theme, too. Scott I, Chernoff. I, I was 
really lucky to get intro music. Yeah. Valerie by the Monkeys, wasn't it? Exactly. So. exactly. And you, Robin, had yes. your own intro music. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Drive your Chevrolet through the USA. America's the greatest land of all. On a highway or a road along a levee. Performance is sweeter, nothing can beat her. Life is completer in a Chevy. So make a date today to see the USA and see it in your Chevrolet. Travel and east, travel and west. Wherever you go, Chevy service is best. Southward or north, near place or far, there's a Chevrolet dealer for your Chevrolet car. So make a date today to see the USA. Robin Iwata, what is going on there? (laughs) And there is no indication of when the show is or that's it. You know, what's going on there? Was my show on Friday or Thursday? I can't remember. On Wednesday, I think it was. From two to four, I think. Was that the promo? That was the intro theme for my radio show, Hand for Nuclear Pizza. I Talk. thought it was a promo because there's no indication yeah, of what day or talking or anything. <laughs> like to keep What's going? Mysterious. Yeah, why, that's really <laughs> that's really crazy. That's quite alternative, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, like thank not you very putting much. the name of the show when the show is on, just the theme song. Yeah. But Bill found that theme song. Yep. And we've also found a little tidbit from the past, haven't we? Right now, what are we going to hear? We're going to hear some Mission <laughs> Mission Impossible um, was a project that I did with Adam Sloan, and he did virtually all the instrumentation apart from drums, um, and um, I just loved it. And what can you say about Adam, like a bit of background on the people involved is, and what time frame was this? Post-club, pre-club, club, club. The club, <laughs> the club is very important. You renamed our band. Yeah. It, it did you ever use a club in... In club, <laughs> you know, the club, you know, mar- locking the steering wheel. I think wheel. we did have one of those, yes. It, it was after Cub and after Gays because some Gays members played on Mission Impostical on other tracks. So you can hear bits and pieces of them. And Nicole Steen from Cole, uh, Ryan Og from the Mark Threes. Just little bits and pieces of everybody got flung onto there. It was really a great project. So here we go on CITR with special guest DJ. Robin Iwata. And... Valera with Michigan <laughs> with Michigan Impostical
And you're still listening to CITR F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with special guest DJ... Valera. And... <laughs> Robin. And Valera, what did we hear right there? And who was in a room when you recorded some early Cub stuff? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, that just then was... Was that Bum? No, that Gene was, Smith. No, Gene oh, Smith. Gene. Mecha, yeah. Mecha um, okay, I'm getting all confused. Yeah, that was Gene Smith from Mecha Normal, who was producer of our little um, seven-inch release, Betty Cola. No, Pep. Pep. Thank you, Robin. Recorded by Adam Sloan. Recorded yeah. by Adam Sloan of um, Terror T and the Beat Assassinator then. What do you remember, Robin, tree. from that session? What do you remember when Gene Smith was sitting in producing you? The Betty Cola thing. Ah, <laughs> it's a blur. I mean, mostly it's all remembered now in photographs that I still have of us recording in the basement. She was very calm. She was very calm. Yeah, yeah very patient. And yeah. and yeah, we just had a really good time. I remember. Yeah. And Lisa was upstairs in the Adam's bedroom. That I wouldn't know. I don't remember that. Sounds like a scandal to me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Boom. So we heard Cup, Robin and Water, some Mecca Normal. We did. From what year was that? I don't know what year it is. I'm sorry. I don't remember. 1992. Yeah, the album is called Dovetail, and that would place it right around the time that she came and produced Pep 7-inch with us. And I mean, that song really is just like the time stamp of that era for me so hearing it now is just like oh warm fuzzies and bef- hi gene <laughs> and before that we heard what did we hear before that before that was good horsey and um mark Zabo was a singer and he was in my opinion quite the genius and also starred in a call video called invisible man did a really wonderful job of that 
um, and used to come to our candy shop, my candy shop on West 10th Avenue and hang out with Nicole and I for the whole day. It was lovely. And that record actually was by Horsey, pre-Good Horsey, right? Yes, before somebody said, that's my name, you can't have it, and they had to change it to Good Horsey. And these were bands playing around the same time that Cub was playing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else was in Horsey? Justice, right? That I don't know. Who <laughs> yes, Justice Sean Farber was also in the band. Anything else about Horsey? It was on Traction Industries. Run by? Sean Elliott. Sean, who's from? <laughs> Superductor. And is right and over there. other things too, of course. <laughs> right <laughs> over there. Sean is right over there. <laughs> and before that, we heard some Michigan. <laughs> Mission Imposticle. Yes. It's so hard for people to say. I can't think why. <laughs> Featuring Adam on... Adam Sloan. He did the producing and the instrumentation in general. And you singing. Yeah. What were you singing about on that song? Drinking some whiskey. Oh, well, actually, it's interesting you ask that because I was thinking about it yesterday that uh, I was married very, very young and my first husband was a fairly jealous person. And it was about being jealous of me going to meet a friend who is living in California um, who was a very good friend, but not my lover. Um, and me feeling like I can hardly wait to leave. <laughs> That's what that was all about. <laughs> what did Lisa Marr in Cubs sing about? What's the difference between the song lyrics? Hers and mine, you mean? Yeah, when you're sitting back in the drums and listening to some Cub lyrics. Oh, well, I was really drawn to the lyrics probably almost before everything else because they did tell very... Uh, unique and obscure stories in very simple language. I tend to do the opposite. I tell very simple stories in very or overly <laughs> ornate language. So um, there you go. There's a big difference. Well, each, each word is its own story. <laughs> so it's many oh, stories. Thank you so much, you yeah. sweet girl. <laughs> and m- Cub and Mint Records are synonymous, right? I think so. Without Mint, there would be no Cub, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, who was Mint Records? Well, without CITR, there would be no yeah. Mint. world. There, there would, would be, be no world. Everything would just stop. Yeah. Who was Mint Records? Because first there was Mint and then Cub. Yeah. It wasn't Cub and then Mint. Well, who was Mint Records? Uh, C, correcto. That was Bill Baker and, um, and Randy Iwata, um, the, the Tower of Power, <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> Um, and many people um, had a hand in helping out around the office in all kinds of ways. So half of the bands in Vancouver had at least one member <laughs> going to the <laughs> office and helping Mint out. In the early days of Mint, there was no cub. Yeah, that's true. What, <laughs> what were the bands? What were the bands? There was uh, Windwalker. Mm-hmm. There was Tank Hog. Mm-hmm. There was... Windwalker. I think that might have been it. There was oh. Windwalker and Tankog and a terrible oh, thing. Oh, my gosh. Sourwood Mountain. Hey, yeah. And we Cartwrights will take the verses and everybody else join in on the chorus. Wait, wait, hold on there, Adam. Hold on now. We haven't sung together in a long time. Uh, we mightn't remember the verses. Well, don't you worry about that, Pa. Horse and Adam and I have been practicing. You just try to sing along You've with us. You've been practicing? Yeah. Ready, boys? Uh, ready, Pa? Here we huh? go. Start the music, Slim. <laughs> ITR FM 101.9 presents a record release party for the mint is a terrible thing to taste. 
featuring Tank Hog, Windwalker, and special guest Face Puller. Friday, August 30th at the Cruel Elephant. Oh, a little promo from Mint Records. What's going on there? I, 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 I can only say that it was um, Lisa Marr coming to the Cruel Elephant and seeing me play drums with the Speed Queens that gave her the idea to ask me to be in her band. How it happened, I don't know, because that gig was so ridiculous. I only had one pair of sticks. I broke one and dropped the other, and I was crawling around under the drum kit trying to find it, and she was in hysterics. Uh, with with Bill standing there laughing at everything we did. We were just a hopeless but band. There was one song that has stuck in my brain from that show since yeah. then, and that was Michael and the Slipper Tree. Michael and the Slipper Tree, yep. Who else was in the Speed Queens? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, Ian Angus Curry uh, was the singer. That's all one person. Yeah, Ian Angus Curry was the singer. Michael was the guitarist guitar player wasn't he and you just left the band and joined <gasps> Cow? <Yeah>. no <laughs> i'm so sure that i was kicked out of that band as you know many others probably <laughs> no i i think that um um my friend tom rackman who's now a very famous writer everywhere um he took over the drums for me and that yeah. promo that we heard was not the speed queens it was tank hog yes. and windwalker but right. you were at that gig do you remember oh, yeah, any, of course. Do you remember anything about that? The, the cruel elephant. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, memory is failing me, Nard. I'm sorry. <laughs> However. Were you at that gig? 28 years ago today. Yes. I was at a gig. Wow. 28 years ago today. Yeah. This happened on CITR, F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. 28 years ago today. <gasps> Okay, um, we're the bare essentials, right? Unbearable and bare naked cubs. Okay, um, here's some trivia. Robin hates the bare naked ladies, and she screams whenever they're on TV. So does Valeria, but I love them. Um, okay, uh, this song's called Sweet Pea, and it's another cover. <laughs> A fabulous cover. Okay.
we'd like to thank Nardwar the Human Serviette and all his fabulous guests tonight for allowing us to be part of the show. So once again, we're Cub, and we will see you. All right, what are you picking up in your amp? I'm listening to the radio. She's listening to the radio. Are you listening to us? No. Oh, something else. Sounds like Maureen McGovern. Maureen McGovern. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a show after Cub. Okay, and we're going to be at Zulu, and we'll see you there, and it's on the 16th at 4.30. And um, we'd like to meet every one of you. So uh, here we go. Thanks again, and good night. Valera! 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 <laughs> 28 years ago today. We're officially changing my name. <laughs> and you were playing drums on that track. That's right. And I you were playing guitar on I that was, track, yes. Robin. Yeah. And Lisa Marr was singing on and that track. And playing bass. That track, though, was your influence, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the very first uh, seven-inch I ever purchased um, uh, for forty p or something like that in 1967, and, um, and that yeah. which will make uh, that. Let's see, that's Do well. I, I'm nearly sixty. I'll be sixty next year. So figure the math out yourselves, please. <laughs> please do it yourself. That was a real crowd pleaser, wasn't it? Oh yeah, people loved it. Like uh, I, that stuck in my head from yeah. years. Did you yeah. play that at later Cub gigs? Oh yeah, Quite yeah, a few. yeah. We held on to that that cover for for years and years and years. <laughs> and it was it, super fun to play. I don't exactly know what I think it was part of a medley, which I think I cut down. It might have been a Rolling Stones cover that you did. We did a medley. Yeah, you I did don't a medley. Ever doing well, I medleys. know we stuck in a Robin Hitchcock cover called Superman. Oh, I don't know yeah. if it was on there, but that was my very, very favorite song of a cover to play. And also, there was a slight mention to the bare naked ladies. Robin Ouch. hating the Ouch. bare naked ladies, Ooh, and I, you I, hate them too, didn't you? At that I, time, apparently, I have no memory of it, but it's possible. And Zulu was plugged there too, the in-store. But that was very early in the pop. I, I liked bare naked. I just didn't care for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but that was very early in the cub. Yeah. Div, you know, in yeah. the in very early in Cub's life. That's right. Also, another person hanging around CITR mm -hmm. was a guy called, was a guy called, uh, 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 what? Mike <laughs> and, what? Mike and, <laughs> Mike and Gav. Oh, well, that's. That was a blind side. Jeez, they were hanging yard. around CITR. <laughs> Mike and Gav were hanging around CITR. Mikey Lysing and Gavin Brown. And they did the show called? Jiggle! Breakfast with the Browns. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you just rolling. Do I just roll and just say hello? We're Bob Connie, and we're riding the new wave at CITR. Jiggle! Oh, jiggle! Jiggle, Mike! I'm taking little Sleevey over to the Epcot Center. Don't be a whip, let's have some steaks. Vegetarians just ain't got what it takes. Dickless Jiggles. jiggles. Jiggle every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. with your genial hosts and teen heartthrobs, Mikey and Gav. The wonder and the beauty of Black Sabbath. We love you boys. You're the only radio station we love. <laughs>
CITR and actually doing vocals there was Lisa Marr. Correct. From Cub. And you mentioned Cub came around together through CITR. Like yes. there is Lisa, there is proof right there. That's right. That's uh, how we met. I also saw Lisa first when she was performing with you and Bill Baker and some other people all on stage Ooh. together. And I have to say, you were at the very height of your male beauty. Anybody who didn't know Nardwa in those days would be so impressed. He was just the most gorgeous boy. Huge brown eyes, cute smile, luxurious (laughs) hair. I wasn't afraid to take off my shirt. The man was not not afraid. And uh, when I met him, he was wearing a huge white fur vest. Do you remember (gasps) that vest? I remember that vest. (laughs) Gorgeous. Fucking gorgeous. I still have it. Yeah, no. I was very struck. We heard some Lisa Marr doing vocals on that Jiggle promo, but as I was mentioning for Cub, the first time in Toronto, you actually sold out Lee's Palace, your first visit. That's pretty amazing. Or at least when I was there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, your first no, headlining. Headlining, yes. That's pretty amazing. Sneaky D's how did that happen? Camera, like yeah. if somebody is going, holy mackerel, who is still there? How did it you? It was pretty exciting. I mean, it, it was all a really big blur then, actually, because, you know, everything just kind of snowballed really quickly. And Mint really got the records out, didn't they? Like they, they really, sure all the college, all the CITRs across the yeah, country. Yeah, I mean, that was something that they, they always were really, really like almost obsessive about, is making sure every single radio station got a copy of everything and t-shirts and everything yep yeah and right now we have another band called superconductor mm-hmm. and what can i say about this band we're about here we tried to play crevice who kind of are the female superconductor yes but it skipped last week yeah sorry about that but right now on vinyl yeah we're going to try the vinyl for superconductor from uh, the teriyaki asthma compilation series which went on for a number of volumes correct and this one was actually volume number nine of, of the seven-inch series. And it's a cover of the Laz song called There She Goes. Which you might hear in a supermarket these days. It's quite yeah, popular, yeah. isn't but, it? But in my opinion, their version is the best. It's the first time I ever heard the song, too. Yeah. And what year is this cover from? Because it's pretty soon when they... Re- it, yeah, soon yeah. Like it, it was the late 80s that the song was actually originally put out. Um, but the, the funny thing about it is that you'll notice that the song only has a chorus there are no verses it's just a chorus and really you know what what do you really need anything else other than that on the Nardwar <laughs> radio show with special guest DJs Valera. Robin Robin yeah and <laughs> Valera <laughs>
And you're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with special guest DJs. Valeria. And? <laughs> um, you have me multitasking. I'm Robin, but I'm, 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 I'm going off the mic now. And we thank also Robin for some feedback. Special guest DJs, Robin Awada and... Valeria. Valeria. Does this mean I don't have to type it in now? (laughs) But we got some feedback. Do you want to give some shout out? Shout out to to Mark who just gave us sent us this really sweet message i was going to try to finger type it but i'm very bad at it so i'm fumbling sorry we can do that after okay. all right but what we tweeted out ah. a picture of the a bit of explanation what did we tweet out what did we tweet well, out you tweeted out <laughs> don't put it on us Bab- <laughs> oh, yeah what 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 uh, sorry it, what was did the, I- it was the cover of cub's first album betty cola which was uh, Dan DiCarlo of the Archie's comic book fame who did the artwork. And how did that cover come about, Valora? Bill, I think, was the one who approached Dan DiCarlo. I think they had some interesting telephone conversations. <laughs> and Bill would do a fantastic um, uh, imitation of his great Bronx accent. <laughs> and he is quite famous, isn't he? Rest oh, in yeah. peace. Oh, yeah, absolutely right. And how did he get to illustrate you? Like, how did he know what you looked like? Uh, He was sent photographs and he responded and sent Bill back, I think, maybe a couple of different drafts. Yeah, a few different versions. And one of them was rather more like bondage. Yeah, because he had sort of a side job doing... um, Like S&M illustrations too? A little bit of the naughty cartoon (laughs) stuff there. Like shackles and chains. Yes, we mm-hmm. saw the non-bondage version. Yes, yes, yes. We, well, I, I think, think we sent those back because, you know, he's like, please send, send the ones you do not wish to have. Back. And I, I think my outfit is not Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and what did we hear just now? Some gas Gasuffer from Seattle, Washington. Yeah. And? From the Terihaki Asthma. Yes, the series. Which the, you might have played on your show, which you did oh, play on your show. Oh, I certainly did. Yeah, almost every single volume I made sure I went down to Seattle and bought in person. From what store did they always have Oh, it, it would be at Cellophane Square or it would be at Fallout Records. There's a, there's a few different record stores we go and hit. And before that, we heard? Bum? Bum from Victoria. Yay, <laughs> Bum. Do you remember playing with Bum at all? Yes. What do you remember about that gig? Um, just that, that we were well suited to play together, I thought. Yeah, and we they also had a record up. store, right? Yeah. Kev, Kev Lee ran a record store over in, on the island. Yeah. Was it Funhouse Records? Yeah. Or did, we no, did no, an no. in-store oh. there, didn't we? Was Robin? it? I don't. <laughs> I think we did an in-store there. <laughs> you have a better memory than me. I I'm sorry. So. But always fun. And that was bum. And we, yes. they're from, actually, that was from a Lance Rock release, wasn't it? Jack yes. from Lance Rock. Yeah, it was actually a double seven-inch release that the that Bum Guys did with the band Teen Generate from Japan. Um, and what they did was they covered each other's songs, one each, and then they also did one of their own. So each record, well, there's a Maple Leaf record, and then there's the Japanese um, Rising Sun record. Or not the Rising Sun, just the Red Dot Flag record. Yeah. And before that, we heard... What did we hear? You tell us. Some trans... Vestimentals. Transvestimentals. Oh, my dream band. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in that band, and were they covered during the tribute to Paul? 
Um, I'm sure. Was that song covered? I'm sure. Um, when I tried to go to the tribute to Paul, it was cordoned off by the police. There had been some kind of a, a really awful happening there, shooting or something. Um, it was cordoned off. We weren't allowed in, and everybody else was inside. Well, we, we went home, and then apparently within about 15 minutes, you were allowed to go into the building again. Um, but we didn't know, <laughs> know that, so we missed it. But I'm sort of relieved I missed it. I wouldn't have been in good shape for that. Paul was a friend of mine for 30 years, and um, he and Nicole Steen were the two people I picked, Paul Leahy and Nicole Steen, um, from um, respectively from No Fun and Cole, were my favorite um, songwriters and singers at that time. So I just uh, nabbed them and Adrian from Mark Three's which was also one of my favorite bands. I nabbed all three of them and, and made transvestimentals, the band out of them, to support and, um, and be very positive uh, musical, I would say a musical encouraging band for anybody uh, who in, in the trans community or transitioning or uh, in need of any kind, in need of encouragement. So the song you heard was called Change Yourself and it's a very, very upbeat about being whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want to be it. <laughs> and um, I certainly alternately dressed male and female for most of my life. So I, I walk the walk and talk the talk. <laughs> and Paul was also in an amazing glam band from Vancouver in the 70s too, right? Yes. What was that band called? Oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the name. Um, but he had been involved in music for many years, yeah. especially No Fun, which yeah. is a CITR fave, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm really sad I can't remember the name of the first band because people would definitely know it. Um, blast. Anyway, um, but uh, after Transvestimentals, he had his own band, uh, sometimes backed up by the Pointed Sticks, um, and he was then calling himself just Polly, and that was just a fantastic thing. He's an amazing person. Lisa Marr was at CITR. That's where I met you, Valera, at CITR, Expo Correct. 66, <laughs> Odinati's Saturday Night, the Monkeys theme song. But Lisa was around CITR quite a bit, and she was playing in bands, too. Nardwar, the human serviette, present, organize a six-band, all-ages blowout featuring the Posies, the Fastbacks, Mr. T Experience, Gas Huffer, Hammerbuck, and the Evaporators. Six bands, six bucks. October 12th, that's a Friday, sub-ballroom out here at UBC, presented by CITR. And that actually, Valora, might have been the gig that you saw Lisa playing with Bill in the evaporators. Okay, that was at the railway club, though. Oh, baboon. Yeah. Oh. That was at the ballroom. Okay, I remember the railway club gig. Yeah. Okay, well, close. But still, Lisa was doing the vocals. Yeah. Correct. That. She was doing the promos. <laughs> so I think that probably was pre-cub, like 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely when we were all working at the radio station. Valora, you also mentioned Dimwit. Oh, yeah, because of when we were talking about um, Sweet Pea. On one New Year's Eve gig, he came up and played 
real proper drums to that song <laughs> as opposed to whatever I was playing. He did the breaks and uh, perfectly. And that was a huge honor for us to have him on stage playing Sweet Pea with us. Oh, Sweet Pea with us. And Dimwood, of course, was from the Subhumans, mm -hmm. DOA, mm -hmm. a bunch of legendary bands, the Four mm -hmm. Horsemen. And you gave me some of his artwork. What was that artwork from? And how does that relate to Danzig? Oh, um, well, um, I, I met them because I was visiting Dimwood in New York. And when he was there, he was very lonely and he would draw pictures of uh, related to his bands back here and um, his, um, his brothers and myself and anybody he was kind of a close to and attached to um, because he he was just in limbo waiting for the four horsemen to go somewhere and do something. <laughs> and it, uh, the band was finally relocated to Los Angeles and they began to really do very well, but they just had uh, fiasco after fiasco, people passing away, winding up in jail, so many um, missed opportunities for that band to become really what it was designed to be. The artwork is amazing. He was a great drawer. He was really a good. He had a great sense of color and design. I really enjoyed his work. And Chuck Biscuits, his brother, was a big influence. He sort of taught him how to draw in a certain very funky style, very graffiti influenced. You mentioned him earlier, but you also were the drummer of Gaze. I did play with Gaze for mm -hmm. another short while. I'm awfully, awfully good at being in bands for about a year and a year and a <laughs> half until my own, and then I made it to about three, three and a half years, I think. And Lisa G, who was after you playing with Cub, you met Lisa G through self-esteem queen fanzine. Correct. Yeah. Well, actually, Lisa Marr met her through self-esteem queen, and then we all got kind of involved in it. What was that, and how did that work out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was I involved in that? I don't know. We were all kind of involved in it at a certain point. Sorry, I'm not on the mic. <laughs> uh, thank you. What <laughs> I meant was, like, you were writing for the scorter at that time. Was yeah, it, yeah. You, Lisa, the editor. How did that so it all, it zine all come was, in? It all, like, all was involved. It's kind of cool. Like, a zine writer ended up being in your band. Or yeah, how did that work? Because Discorder was, was like, a, this awesome music zine-like kind of publication. And I'm sure it still is, but, you know, we were we were all involved in that as well, writing and taking photos and stuff. And had Lisa G ever played drums before? I think so. I don't I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure she had her had a, her own kit. And um, yeah, <gasps> she was so cute, though, um, because I remember her coming to a gig and she was wearing hipster flares and a little crop top. And she was so awesome looking and she had like these huge eyes. And she said, I hope. I just hope I can be in a band one day like this. And then she was. And she was. <laughs> what era was that? Was that the eight-legged freaks era of Valera? Uh, what is no. the eight-legged freaks era? That was definitely later than um, what we're talking about now. So Gaze, uh, me playing in Gaze would have come between that. Um, and a few other bands came between that and being in the black market babies briefly. I also noticed you took photos for Terror T. Oh, um, <laughs> did I take photos? Yeah, the cover photo of Straight from the Get-Go. No, I don't think or I took... Or one of the photos in there. I, I don't know about that. I don't remember taking any photos. I was a huge fan, though. Um, when I first came to um, work with Bill Baker on his um, radio show, Tara uh, had taken the station by storm by winning the... Um, battle of the DJ Sound War, yeah. Chapter One. Yes, in against the student union ballroom. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Against all kinds of like cool black um, rappers from the U.S. and local people, and this like white beautiful girl got up and wrapped her ass off and won the competition. And I think that she also went down to the States and won one there because people were saying, oh, that was just preferential treatment because you're a Vancouverite. No, she was that good. I actually asked her about the DJ Soundlord Chapter 1 and what she remembered, but she remembered being backstage all ready to go on and they kicked her from backstage. Yeah. The people organizing didn't realize that she would be the one to go up there and sing. They yeah. thought she was just a hanger-oner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cub also did a lot of touring. And also another band that we mentioned from CITR, Miko Hoffman. Yeah. Gays. That's right. right. (laughs) Comes together with this. Listen up, folks. It's time to come out of your winter blues. And join in the springtime rock and roll extravaganza. April 21st, CITR 101.9 FM presents Just Back from Their Continental Tour, Vancouver's Cub. With very special guests, Lookout recording artist, the Mr. T Experience. And empty recording artists, Sicko. That's Cub, the Mr. T Experience, and Sicko, April 21st at the Starfish Room. Tickets only $7 at Track and Zulu Records. Another, you can feel the love in this room, CITR, presentation. Chaos Radio? This is not Chaos Radio in Olympia. This is CITR <laughs> 101.9 FM. And we're just saying possibly Lisa was phoning into Chaos I think and a DJ maybe was that singing. that was what it was. Yeah, because we couldn't figure it out last week and I and I neglected to do my research on that. So, But we did hear Miko Hoffman doing a promo for Cub. Correct. Yeah. Miko from the band <laughs> Gaze. Cub just back from their continental tour. How was that? Continental. Continental <laughs> tour. Like breakfast. I love that that was a selling point back then. Just back from our continental tour, Cub. Yes. <laughs> that was, I think, 1995. Was that kind of towards the end of Cub? That was towards... No, that was, that was kind of the middle. That was like the height of it, really, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What about you playing with Rancid in Las Vegas? <laughs> you were so versatile. Like, Cub would play with... Bunny Grunt. We would play with any and band. And then, like, Barance's, Rancid's audience, they're quite demanding. How did that, no, what do you remember about that? I mean, we never really had any serious problems or, or in, you know, altercations with, with audiences or any harassment. Every once in a while, there'd be a little, you know, here and there. But we played with so many different kinds of bands, like De La Soul, even, and the Sunra Orchestra, and um, who else? Uh, what was the Sunra gig like? Well, it was a summertime university show outside, and so it was, it was this big, huge party, and it was just a blast, yeah. And you were almost the backup band for Katie Lang? I love that rumor. <laughs> Me? In soft oh, venues. because they, they wanted were, Cub they, as a backup band, No, right? they actually were looking for a female guitarist back then. and To do soft seaters. Yeah, and I was just like, 
Oh, I no. Have you heard me play? It's not it's not suitable at all. <laughs> but you were on KD's radar because Bill got you in Rolling Stone. How is that on Katie's radar? Well, she reads Rolling Stone. She does? I don't know. Bob boom. <laughs> but that is not a small achievement. Like, it's a big achievement to get a Rolling Stone. How did that happen? Because that's amazing. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me because maybe Katie Lang. I don't know. How, how was it that um, we came to be asked to open for call, uh, um, sorry, for Hall uh, a couple of times? Because the second time we were, the second time we did Courtney Love, basically asked us to open for her again. We played for her twice? Yep. Played with her twice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. So. I don't remember. Or, or we opened for her once, and then when she came back to town, she asked how we were. There was some kind of a well, I do continuing remember dialogue about it where she would ask Nato how we were doing. Which and I she left your name like little C, little U, yeah. little B. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the town pump, right? Yeah. Yeah. In 1993. How did that happen? Were you anything to do with that, John? Uh, not? No, I, I think probably you were asked to open. She requested you because she remembered you. Yeah. And also, I think that was promoted by Peter McCullough, rest in peace. That's right. Because I remember him walking in and saying, what are you doing back here, Nardwar? You don't have a backstage pass. And <laughs> Courtney agreeing with me and then me almost being kicked out, but then offered Courtney a pack of players light cigarettes she so she said you could stay because i brought that as you a gift offered her cigarettes as a gift well i brought it <laughs> as a gift i brought it along because i why knew, that brand well i knew she loved players light really? yeah. yeah so she said okay you got the players light you can stay you yeah. can do the interview that's amazing brilliant and at that time i think she had Kristen F- yes in the band yes. from janitor yep. joe correct? yes and rest in peace for mm-hmm. Kristen Pfaff, because yeah. she passed away as well. What do you remember about that gig, the 1993 Cab Hole gig at the town I, pub? Well, I remember when we showed up, and they were doing their sound check. Cole's doing their sound check, and Courtney was on the mic, and she just yells into the mic across the room, Are you Cub? Like, really <laughs> loud, into the mic. And it's just like, yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. But, but she that, noticed that, you. It, that imprinted in my memory. But so that's pretty amazing because usually, you know, the headlining band doesn't ignore. Acknowledge. acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, he walked in, like, she was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was very supportive. She yeah. said she thought that we were cute. <laughs> no, she was very, she was pretty cool that way for sure. And the king of grunge is coming up right now, Jack and Dino. Yes. What exactly is his role? And he recorded Bleach. Yeah, he recorded a lot, a lot of recordings back in the day. Um, and he also played music, too. So, you know, he's multi, multi-talented. Um, what we're going to play is a 7-inch. That's part of the Nard Bag. Nard Bag is 7 inches. It's a band called Crip Kicker 5. And the track is called Fourth Hole. <laughs> it's all on the CITR radio show known as the Nardwar to Human Serviette Crunchy Show with special guest DJ Robin Awada and Valera. <laughs> <laughs>
you're still listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ Robin Valeria. <laughs> Robin Valeria. Robin what, Valeria. Did, what did we hear right there? That was Babeki with Mufta Atris. Um, that is the soundtrack of my current life, which is over in the Egyptian Sahara Desert, actually. Which we t- really didn't mention last week too much no. at all, like zero. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I, although last week we didn't play, no. come play in the USA, <laughs> in my show. But so, you want, what is a timeline for Robin Awada? Just timeline? quickly, starting from Cub. Cub. C- CITR, starting from CITR. CITR, Cub. I'm Spoon Vendor, Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> of that. And <laughs> Encapsulated. We, and we heard some Egypt music right there. Yeah, that's actually some music that is very prevalent over there. Um, everybody basically has like hundreds of those tracks on their phone and they play it constantly. And uh, so, yeah, there's a little snippet. And a lot of time you don't know who did the actual song. Exactly, because people just have it, you know, a random gl- just heap of, of MP3s on their phones. When yeah. I asked you about Egypt off the air, I said, yes. are there a lot of bands that come through? Are yeah. there many punks or mods? What is it like there? No, Do you go to no. the club much? No, <laughs> it doesn't It really exist there. Although we heard that the Red Hot Chili Peppers played in front of the pyramids recently. But you didn't go? No, I didn't go. No, no, no. So it what it is, just doesn't really belong there, you know what I mean? Uh, and the internet is pretty slow there, too. It's pretty slow and unstable, but, you know, it's all right. And you also are there with Dustin. Yes. And he was one of the first people, I think, exposed to Pro Tools in San Francisco, right? Well, we, and I'm going to record, we're one of the first to use Pro Tools for our first album, Send a Receiver, um, predating all the other digital audio workspaces workshops work surfaces etc yeah <laughs> which is amazing do you have pro tools over there like no, are you working on music we well, yes, didn't we play are, anything yes. by spoon but are we going to end with something yes, by spoon yes um we we do have our own studio with us so there is music still happening yes and also valora there was a cup reunion picture i said reunion because it was a reunion right what yeah, could you explain please we gathered at moberly field house where lisa mar has her amazing non-profit business um and it was all four of us the two lisas and robin and i in the room together for the first time in so so yeah, long. almost two decades yeah and nico case was almost there yes she was she actually left about four hours before we had the meeting yeah. And how does Nico fit into Cap? She was a drummer. She was a drummer for two tours, our very first Cross Canada tour, and also for a tour in 95 with the Muffs and the Queers. Um, and yeah, so, you know, she, I was coming here and she was coming here, so we all just got together and it was awesome. And it would have been even better if Bill and Randy had both been able to be there too. That would have been the 2 2 Cub reunion to me. Well, also Dave, Dave Carswell from the Smugglers, because oh, yeah. he also drummed in Cub as well. That's right. So, yeah. But Ram took the photo? Yes, my mother came and she took the photo of us. There also was Kate Nash that covered you guys, My Chinchilla. Correct. What do you think about that? Like somebody covering My Chinchilla. It's amazing. The songs live on. Yeah, and also Waxahachie, right? Actually covered a song that she thought was a Cub song, but was actually a Windwalker song that we <laughs> Cub was covering. What was that from? <laughs> Backwoods. Where was that available? She, I think she did it in one of her earlier no, bands. Where did you record it? We recorded it. Um, I, wasn't it with Adam? Quite likely. Yeah, I think so. Adam Sloan. Again. What did it come out on? It all comes out on Mint Records. <laughs> <laughs> and we also heard, just, we heard some music, some cri- 
Kicker Five. Crypt Kicker. Kicker Five. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jack and Dino on drums. Correct. Usually he's on guitar in yeah. Skinyard. Yeah. Brought yeah. in by Robin Awada. Had for nuclear part, pizza part pie. of the Nardwar bag of seven yeah, inches. Yeah, what is that? So, if you guys are, who are listening are enjoying this, the, all these seven inches, just you know, give Nard a shout and say more of the Nardwar seven-inch bag of treats, and then um, I'm sure he'll be happy to oblige. <laughs> it was a whole bunch of seven inches that you gave me, right? Yes, m- several years ago, I was just like, you know what? I think Nardwar would have better use for these. So there you go. And now you are multitasking. So do I just keep on talking? Well, please do. <laughs> or I could just now continue laughing. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to end the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show with some spoon bender. Can you explain yes, about it was, this? It was the uh, last proper release that we put out um, called By Hidden Persuaders. And the track is called Love of the Evolved. And it's Dustin Donaldson and me. And uh, yeah. I hope you like it. And what about you, Valera? Oh, it's way past my bedtime. I'm basically <laughs> asleep. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Um, I, I'm not so much one for adding things for the people, but I have to say that I adore you, Nardwa, and you've always been of enormous help to me. So thank you so much. Well, and an inspiration. Well, thank you also for helping me by coming out to the Nardwar to Human Surreal Radio Show. <laughs> and thank you, Robin, for coming out as well. Because today you're writing down the songs. You're helping me multitask. <laughs> helping. I really appreciate that. That's but, that's what we always did, right? That's what yeah. we always did. Teamwork. And we should encourage people to join CITR. Because people may be listening. Like, what the hell is Nardwar doing? Make mistakes. But anybody can do what I do. Well, yeah, you're allowed to make mistakes. And you can join CITR still and do a yes. show you can even be if me. You, even if you aren't a ubc student you're welcome to come out and participate it's and, true and that's where you meet lots of people that's is that where you, you kind of met valera exactly yeah. yeah well yeah i mean that's how cub began that's how mint began that's how so many things bands begin here and right now we will end with some i am spoonbender not brand new though this is not brand not new. Not brand new. It's a few years old, yes, but but still, you know. <laughs> on on CITR, the radio show. What is that image? What is that image? Oh, actually, no. That image is that yeah. is that going to show up anywhere? I don't, <laughs> I don't, think, I don't so. think so. It, well, it, it is on what? Yeah. We, what is that uh, image? That is one of the cave paintings that Dustin and I are decoding the ancient symbolism in over in Egypt. Well, thanks so much, Robin Wada and Valera. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do. Do do. <laughs> <laughs>